The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Killian Murphy, who's a quantitative ecologist with UCD, he actually went and crunched the numbers and found out exactly what this would mean, where you could reintroduce them, what it would mean for said flora and fauna and livestock as well. Uh, Killian, you're very, very welcome to the show and thanks a million for taking the time to speak to us. So what, what specifically were you looking into? Hi, thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah, like you said, this has been a long-standing debate in Ireland um, and there's very strong feelings on both sides. But despite the fact that we're obligated to do this research uh, under the Berne Convention in 1979, nobody has actually looked at the feasibility of introducing wolves so I suppose what we looked at is we took the four national parks, the four major national parks in Ireland, which is Glenbay, Neffin, Wicklow and Killarney. Um, and we added in as much Irish data as we could. So national park boundaries, uh, habitats, um, all the agricultural layers, the deer density estimates that we uh, acquired from a previous study we completed this year. And then we just used a simulation approach to examine what the effect of wolves would look like for deer, for livestock, um, and for those living around the National Park. So what did you find? So we found that what we did was we tested um, a lot of different management and policy approaches that would have been used in different countries around the world that have tried reintroduction. So we found that in a no-management scenario, so if we dropped wolves into the National Parks today, that there would be significant amounts of human-wildlife conflict. So wolves would be denning quite close to the park boundaries because the parks aren't that big. Um, so they'd be denning quite near farms. They would leave the national parks quite a lot and there would be livestock depredations. Um, so a lot of these are kind of red flags which would ultimately lead to the failure of the project. Um, however, when we ran management uh, interventions such as like soft release, which is what they did in Yellowstone National Park, and things like supplementary feeding, which have been tried for other uh, species, and policy approaches, things like afforestation, so increasing the amount of natural habitat within and around national parks, um, and different kind of agricultural subsidy policies, we found that you can actually reduce the number of depredations in the model significantly, down from about seven events per month when there was no management or policy interventions to about one per month. Um, when the best management strategy was in place. Okay, so uh, uh, lots of red flags, as you say, if you just kind of parachute in packs of wolves into our national parks the way they're currently constituted. So we'll rule out that scenario. I know that's not what you were doing, ruling in and ruling things out for the government, but I think anybody on the government benches, even Eamon Ryan would say, right, that's probably not going to work. So the soft reintroduction, uh, what does that mean? So this is an approach typically used in reintroduction so just to acclimatise the animals to their to their new habitat. It basically means that you have a release pen, so a, a, a caged area within the release site um, that they're left in. I think in Yellowstone it was 12 to 16 weeks, and it essentially means that the animal begins to establish a territory within that specific area. So you can essentially choose where the animal's home range will initially be, or at least give them the best chance of establishing a home range there. Um, so in our, st- in our model, we ran them in the middle of the national park, so as far away from the park boundaries and as far away as agricultural centres as we could. OK, so that's maybe how you would get them to, to, to establish their home territory. Then they might be mace- based right in the middle of Glenvay, Neff and Wicklow or, or, or Killarney. And then supplementary feeding, what's that? So this has been used um, for bears in Europe. It's been used for vultures in Africa. And it's essentially just uh, feeding stations left, so a carcass might be left out. And it essentially just means that if the animal is stuck for food, they're not ranging over long distances to find that food or finding their way into agricultural centres to find an easy meal. It means that there's kind of a guaranteed food source which will ultimately shrink their ranging behaviour and give you a little bit more control over their uh, over their home range ecology. 
Now, would they not have enough food from the deer population? Because that's often the reason cited in favour of reintroducing wolves is that we have so much deer in this country that, you know, they won't kill livestock. There's plenty of deer out there and actually we need to control that population. Yeah, no, they absolutely would. And in all of our models, we found that the wolf population was able to survive regardless if its management or policy was uh, introduced or not. So the deer, the deer population is definitely sufficient. And um, However, it was just in terms of the encroachment onto agricultural land, because obviously wolves have a fairly low uh, hunt percentage, roughly about 10% of hunts are successful, between 10 and 30, depending on the prey animal. So by introducing supplementary feeding, it meant if there was a run of uh, unsuccessful hunts, that they would be able to always have the kind of guaranteed resource which might stop them going on to agricultural land. And what other methods, because that is the real opposition that uh, any policy would face for reintroduction, is uh, is farmers and farmers' lobby groups who don't want to see wolves reintroduced because of the danger to livestock. I mean, what, what was the experience from other countries where wolves have been reintroduced or maybe their range has expanded into new countries in Europe over recent years? How have farmers dealt with it? Well, look, the, the kind of return of large predators in Europe has been an ongoing process since about 1970. Things like agricultural land abandonment um, have contributed to kind of rewilding um, in much of the continent. But other practices that have had to be evolved once large predators have kind of recolonized naturally into the landscape, things like flaggery, so flags along your fence lines, electric fences, and the return of kind of big natural guard dogs. And so it's kind of a, a husbandry uh, change and a mindset change um, rather than any kind of huge cultural change. But also, I think there has to be cultural change in accepting that these animals are back in the landscape. Obviously, Ireland is a little bit different in that we would have to make that choice ourselves, so there would be a process. Um, in Europe, it kind of happened quite subtly, and it had to be dealt with on an ongoing basis. And, of course, there is still conflict. There always will be with those large predators. But I suppose you just have to look at the best management possible to kind of foster coexistence and ensure a shared landscape as possible. Killian, listen, thanks a million for joining us. Killian Murphy is a quantitative ecologist with UCD. Dan says, bring back wolves. We belong in the top three of the Premier League, not the bottom three. See, couldn't we train wolves and release them in the dangerous parts of the city centre? A real two birds kind of uh, thing. I think this is a serious text at last demo in Germany. I welcome the return of wolves to the forest near me. However, their return is not just an issue for livestock farmers. I'm well aware that my welcoming attitude would change overnight if I had a dog or a pony killed by them. Ursula von der Leyen's pony was killed by a wolf last year and dogs commonly fall victim. It would be a big cultural change. As Killian says, we're going to debate and discuss this issue in a bit more detail after six o'clock. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.